Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. This show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup, where every week we discuss issues including race and gender. Now we're looking at student debt and how black borrowers are disproportionately affected in a variety of ways. More than 86% of African-American college students take out federal loans to attend four-year schools compared to about 60% of white students. And a study by the nonprofit Education Trust finds that more than half of black borrowers do not believe that student loans help them build wealth or contribute to racial equality. In fact, 66% now regret taking out education loans that now seem insurmountable, and 67% in the study say that student loan debt has had a negative impact on their mental health. This, as a nonprofit think tank, the Economic Policy Institute, finds that even with advanced degrees, black workers are paid nearly 15% less than their white counterparts. At the nonpartisan advocacy group Missouri Faith Voices, Executive Director Reverend Dr. Cassandra Gould tells me she has been among those fighting for 50000 in student loan cancellation. That conversation after this short break. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. If I am a white person taking out a loan, More than likely, when I get out of school with the same degree, possibly even working at the same company as a Black counterpart, my salary will be higher. Guess what? If my salary is higher, I can pay my loan uh, back. I can make larger payments um, and I can actually decrease my debt uh, faster. So when I'm not white, when I'm Black, um, my salary is lower. Not because I'm not as smart, not because I have a lower uh, level kind of a job. I can literally have the same job and my salary is automatically lower. My debt to income ratio is then higher, which means every time someone loans me money, even outside of student loans, my interest rate is higher. And so I'm just constantly digging myself out of a debt trap. And so that really is the... Uh, the cause of why this makes a difference. And I understand if that is where you are debt-wise, then it makes it more difficult for you to do things like save money and even buy food. Is that right? That is absolutely right. Um, As a senior pastor in my last church uh, in Jefferson City, Missouri, Every day that I was in the church office, there would be calls and, and yeah, calls from black and white people. But most often than not, the calls that came from members of the black community were around uh, around like basic necessities. I lost my identification. I need $20 to go and uh, get an ID like those just kind of basic things. I need prescriptions, you know, for uh, an illness that uh, I or, or family member has. I need my light bill paid, like the real, um, the, I would say the highest number of benevolent requests that we had at the church was for utility payments. 
Um, so people are really just struggling to literally keep the lights on. Um, so if I'm struggling to keep the lights on, I have to pay my rent. My, if I have a student loan, it's going to be way down on the totem pole because it doesn't impact my lights. Um, it doesn't uh, put food in, in, in my uh, family's mouth. If I make that payment, it's not that people uh, don't want to make these payments. It's that there is literally nothing left at the end of the month. A very uh, common uh, statement by people is I have more month than I have money. Let me ask you a question, because there are some that might argue if you get a student loan, then you can afford to go to a better school, which should give you, people think, credentials that'll get you to higher incomes, there'll be greater wealth, and it'll give you a better playing field. But it sounds like you aren't hearing that this is the case. Um, Not at all, right? I I wasn't smart enough to go to a historically black college. Um, I went to Historically white colleges, but my children, my my progeny, and, and therefore my money uh, went to historically uh, uh, black colleges. And one of the things that I have experienced myself while working uh, in corporate America, yes, I you know I, I didn't go to an Ivy League school, but I went to a a, a good uh, institution. And I was sitting uh, in a space with the same job title, the same level of uh, uh, authority and position that colleagues had, some of them less educated than me. And finding out that some of them made more money than I did was really uh, heartbreaking. Um, Again, one of the issues that we don't like to deal with in America, but it just keeps erupting is the impact of enslavement uh, and uh, racism, particularly on Black people. And yes, it is something that is in our past, but the impact is still very present. And so implicit bias plays a part. So when we go into a, a workplace, and it doesn't happen every time, but there are enough incidents of it happening um, that it that it is real. And so when you make less money, despite trying to chase this uh, almost fraudulent notion of the American dream that just says, you know, work hard, go to school, get an education, you know, end up with the, the car, uh, the house and the picket fence. Many people who look like me have done that. And we what we end up with is an enormous amount of debt and not enough income to actually help us um, get out of it. So it really becomes an American nightmare. So what is it that can be done to help black people? And I'm sure people of color in general that are buried under, you know, tens and thousands and worse of student debt. What what can help get them out? Yeah, from under and so uh, one thing, you know, I know that uh, the administration uh, had, you know, particularly during uh, the pandemic, there has been uh, the, the student loan uh, payment pause, which has really been helpful. Um, I read a uh, a report that said more, particularly Black millennials, were doing investments on some of the you know platforms like uh, Robinhood and etc. Um, so people are finding ways when they're not so strapped by debt. Yeah, the debt was there, but I uh, 
had a, a pass because of the pause and didn't have to pay it. Now I can actually invest in my future, actually save some money and not just uh, pay it out. So that's been helpful. The extensions uh, have uh, been helpful. I think the current deadline is uh, 2022, but I really believe that canceling a minimum of $50,000 uh, in debt um, will in student loan debt will make all of the difference. It won't just make a difference in like um, someone's lifetime today. It will, but it will make a generational difference. That there is a way in which that simple gesture will actually be able to impact like the next uh, two to three generations of Black Americans, other people of color, and poor people in general. Right. Um, that literally will have an impact that will live well beyond us. Because the flip side of that, so I, I went to seminary. I went um, to get uh, my, my my doctorate all after 40, which also meant um, that I was in school when uh, my children were in school. And so not only do I have currently and I'm almost, well, I won't say how old I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I got grown kids. That'll tell you that, right? Um, I have student loan debt. My children have student loan debt. And so I can't adequately even help them because we're in the same boat, uh, paying the same kind of loans and et cetera. And that student loan debt, even if uh, it's the case of, of someone not having, you know, children or, that are college age yet, it still actually changes how uh, a, a parent or um, or you know aunts, uncles can act, grandparents can actually help uh, the next generation of students. Most often than not, particularly in Black families, other families of color, because of those uh, wealth gaps, those racialized wealth gaps, we don't always have something to tangibly, you know, to pass down. So a white counterpart uh, might be in line to get grandma's inheritance. It's not that black people don't love their children. It's not that we're not trying to pass something down, but what we're really often passing down is debt. I believe also as a, a clergy person that um, it's, it's, a, it's a moral issue. Um, working with Center for Responsible Lending over the last seven or so years, um, we have really worked to get people out of uh, the debt trap and work to uh, disrupt predatory lending. Uh, the United States government is a predatory lender. Uh, it is a lender, you, you, you know, that uh, is protected, right? Um, a, a person can go and file bankruptcy and not have to pay the bank back and have an opportunity to reorganize uh, their lives, but they'll never get out of the debt that they owe the government all because they wanted to live the American dream, get a really good job, make life different and better for their future. Oftentimes when you talk about black students and other students of color, you're talking about first generation college people. And so all they knew is what they heard about going to get an education to live a better life. And they find themselves trapped. That was Executive Director Reverend Dr. Cassandra Gould at the nonpartisan advocacy group, Missouri Faith Voices. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Tuesday. 
Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.